We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Raptors Nation? Welcome back to the Raptors Nation podcast. Hope you're all having a fantastic Thursday. This podcast comes to you every Thursday, and be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts, on Apple iTunes or Spotify. And also, the flagship of this podcast is over here on YouTube, so make sure you do smack that like button and subscribe to the channel for all things Raptors content over here at the Raptors Nation YouTube channel. You can also check out all of our articles at raptorsnation.com and follow us on X, that is Raptors Nation TV. So the Toronto Raptors, they are not trending in the right direction. This team is coming off yet another disappointing effort against the Denver Nuggets. How many times have I said that this season? The Raptors are 11 and 16 they have now fallen to 12th in the Eastern Conference standings. Not sure if you guys caught that, but the Bulls, with their win over the Lakers, are now ahead of the Raptors in the standings. And there are just a lot of question marks about this Raptors franchise moving forward. We are, of course, in the heart of trade season. There are rumors coming up galore. And we are going to see if change is coming, and big changes at that as just today, you know, Sham said that the Philadelphia 76ers are going to have a level of interest in Ojin and Obi. I'll probably do a separate video on that. But yeah, there's going to be a ton of interest. You know, we heard the Sacramento Kings and uh, there are going to be contending teams that look at the Raptors situation, call it Masai Ujiri and ask, hey, are you willing to shop a Siakam and Ananobi, even a Trent Jr. who is also about to become an unrestricted free agent in the summer of 2024. And all those players can help contending teams during a playoff run. So there is a lot of uncertainty when it comes to the Raptors' future and their ultimate direction. But I actually want to begin today's show by talking about something that has not aged well at all for the Raptors. And that is the Jakob Pertl trade. As Jakob Pertl has now been benched in the second half of the game in two straight contests, we saw it in the game against the Hornets, and then we saw it the other night against the Nuggets. Jakob Pertl has not been playing a ton of minutes, and we had not seen him in the second half of those games down the stretch as 
Let's all revisit the trade, guys. The Toronto Raptors traded Ken Birch, a 2024 first-round pick, which is the Raptors' pick for this upcoming draft. It is top six protected. And second-round picks in 2023 and 2025 for Pirtle at the 2023 trade deadline. Remember, there was a lot of similar talk at last year's trade deadline about if the Raptors were going to buy or sell. And the majority of the fan base, myself included, we're calling for the Raptors to sell, but instead, Masai thought it was a good idea to try to go for it, make a move, as the Raptors were wanting to push for the playoff picture. They trade for Pirtle, and how did that end up for the Raptors? I mean, they got eliminated in the play-in game against the Bulls and couldn't even reach the playoffs, so that was bad. And then, obviously, the Raptors trading for Pirtle, they weren't going to lose him for nothing in free agency, as we did see a re-signing for him coming, and that's exactly what the Raptors did as they re-signed Pirtle in the offseason to a four-year, $80 million deal. But you look at Jakob Pirtle with the Toronto Raptors, as Josh Lewenberg puts it, he's a good player, but he's just proving to be a bad fit. As Josh Lewenberg put this out on X, Raptors over the last seven games with Pirtle on the floor, they're minus 49. Without Pirtle, they're plus 23. That is pretty significant and Pirtle like I said you know he only finished with 15 minutes of action against the Hornets for just four points then he had four points in 19 minutes of action against the Nuggets and this is in no way trying to diss Pirtle or take anything away from his game because I agree with Lewenberg that he is a good player he's just not the right fit for this Raptors team I mean the Raptors would be much better with a stretch five and not a guy in Pirtle whose abilities have been hindered on this Raptors team that doesn't have enough playmaking or shooting. I mean, Pirtle would be the perfect type of center with a guy like, you know, a James Harden, a Damian Lillard, a dynamic guard. But in this current system where, you know, Schroeder has held on to the ball too much at times, we're going to get to that in just a bit here. And, you know, he is a center that doesn't, hit shots, doesn't space the floor, clogs up the middle. When you have two forward playmakers in Siakam and Barnes, it doesn't make sense to have Pirtle in that equation. And we're seeing it. Jakob Pirtle at times just does not look like he belongs out there. And, it, you know, it doesn't help that he has had stretches where he hasn't played well, you know, when it comes to his poor rebounding, his uh, defending, and also, you know, just for him not being able to contribute against the opposing matchup has really hurt the Raptors. And in essence, it's forced Darko Ryakovich to not even play him. And it's just mind-boggling to look at this, guys, because the Raptors traded a 2024 first-round pick for a guy who has now been borderline unplayable and who hasn't played down the stretch of these games, benched in the second half of games. And I know people are going to say, you know, you're overreacting here, making this a big deal. I mean, and, you know, they're going to say, too, that the 2024 NBA draft isn't necessarily deemed a good one. But that, that is still just, you know, an inexcusable mistake if this continues to be the case. You got a guy in Pirtle who's unplayable and you gave up a pick for him. It's not going to end well for the Raptors. And right now, it would burn the Raptors, guys, because if... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Season ended today. The Raptors would have the eighth pick in the draft if everything obviously fell in order via records, and that pick would go to San Antonio. So the only way the Raptors keep this pick is if they completely fall off the wagon here, which is, of course, a possibility if the Raptors keep losing games and get within the top six. But if it's outside of the top six, the Raptors lose that pick, and that pick is going to San Antonio. So essentially, the Raptors traded a first-round pick for a guy who hasn't been a good fit and has been borderline unplayable. I mean, that is just a blunder on the part of Masai Ujiri. Now, obviously, things can change, but to this point, the Yaka Pirtle trade is looking like a big mistake for the Raptors, especially when you have a team that should have never went for it, made the trade to begin with, and should have instead embarked on this rebuild a season earlier and uh, sold instead of bought. And that's exactly what I was calling for. I thought the Raptors should have been sellers at last year's trade deadline and not buyers. And now that buying move is coming back and is blowing up in Raptors management face. Because right now, like I said, this has not been a move that you feel good about if you're the Raptors, especially with how things have transpired. So again, this is no knock on Perto. I did not do this to bash him or, you know, single him out. This is simply about Hurdle not being the right fit. And if anything, this is just another mistake made by management. And I'm calling them out of this was never a good move to begin with when the Raptors thought it was a good idea to buy and go for it. When really the writing has been on the wall for this team to finally embrace on this rebuild. So Hopefully, Pirtle can turn it around. Hopefully, he can continue to tribute, uh, contribute uh, positively You know, down the stretch here. But yeah, we have seen it, guys. It has not been smooth sailing for Jakob Pirtle over the last bit. So that is going to lead me to talk about the next thing, and uh, that is a lineup change. So I know I talked about this in the last podcast, kind of speculating if the Raptors should do it. I'm basically all in on the Raptors should change the starting lineup. Look. I don't think the starting lineup is going to change the mess that is this Raptors poor roster construction. But if the Raptors are going to be bad like this, they might as well exhaust all options. They might as well try to change things up before changing up the roster. And the most obvious change at this point to try to stir something up in a positive direction is changing the starting lineup. And Darko Ryakovic still seems reluctant to do that as Eric Kareen said that he asked Darko about the starters, and Darko said it's something that's being considered. However, he's concerned about shortening the rotation further and ripple effect. So Darko Ryakovich 
considering it, saying he's thinking about it, but hasn't come out and said that he's doing it. And that is just driving, you know, some Raptors fans nuts because a lot of Raptors fans are calling for this, myself included. I've seen enough. Like I said, it's time for a change to try to steer momentum here and, you know, trying to change up the starting lineup. I mean, what do you have to lose at this point? If you want a reminder about how this starting lineup just ain't it right now, I mean, the Raptors continuously get off to poor starts. They continuously find themselves in big deficits. And we saw it in that Nuggets game where the Raptors starters got off to a poor start. The Nuggets got off to a great start. They didn't look back. And it was actually the Raptors bench. And you got to credit that bench that made that Raptors come back and made it a game. But then as soon as Darko went back to the starters, minus Pirtle, what happened? The Nuggets ran away with it. Clearly, the starting lineup uh, is not performing well. And Dennis Schroeder in particular, his usage rate has been higher than a lot of the other Raptors players in the starting lineup. And, you know, you look at a guy like Dennis Schroeder, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I still think it was a good move considering the fact that the Raptors didn't overpay to bring back Fred because I know Dennis Schroeder hasn't been good, but I'm still not saying that the Raptors should have brought back Fred. No, it was the right move in terms of not paying Fred and bringing in the cheaper option. However, we have seen Schroeder the starter and it has not been looking good, especially over these last couple of games. Like Dennis Schroeder was a team high minus 17 in that loss against the Nuggets. And we've seen it. He tries to do too much and he tries to find his offense when he should be deferring to the best players on the team, that being Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam. So right now you look at a situation where the Raptors' best players need the ball more in their hands, should have the ball more in their hands, Scotty Barnes, Siakam. And then the bench could use a guy that is a little bit selfish at times to help jumpstart that second unit. And Dennis Schroeder could solve that as well. And then you look at Gary Trent Jr., a lot of the lineups used this season that have involved him have been in the plus side. So Gary Trent Jr. would help to open things up, would instantly inject more shooting and offense to that Raptors starting lineup, and in essence, help avoid some of the bad starts that the Raptors have had. Now, again, I don't think the starting lineup change is going to fix the entire situation in Toronto, but if the Raptors are going to go out here and they're going to watch the season slip away, they might as well try this because, yeah, at this point you have nothing more to lose. So if I'm Darko Ryakovich, I think it's time for a change. Even the commentators, the broadcast crew hinting at it during the Raptors game against the Nuggets. It's time to try to jumpstart this thing. And, you know, bringing in Gary Trent Jr. in that starting lineup, having Scotty Barnes be point guard, and then Dennis Schroeder is the backup point guard. Maybe that sends the Raptors in a positive direction and just, you know, helps this team look far more competitive in some of these losses that they have suffered. So we will see, but it doesn't seem imminent that Darko Ryakovich will make a change. It's time for the Raptors to shake things up here. And before you're going to shake up the roster, which is if it does happen, it's still going to be ways away here as, you know, December is coming to an end. Don't anticipate any significant trades happening now. It's going to happen around trade season. So you still got a month and a little bit of basketball to be played before those roster changes happen. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to experiment with a starting lineup change. And I think it's time for Dar Darko Ryakovich to do exactly that. So we will see what happens with that, guys. But 
Now I want to just end the show on a little bit of a positive note. I know I've been pretty negative here to begin this show with the first two topics, and rightfully so. I mean, the Raptors, for a lack of a better way of putting it, they have been a disaster, and this is a team that just seemingly cannot find any rhythm and have not found their identity more than a quarter of the way into the season. But the one bright spot that continues to be, that is Scotty Barnes. As Scotty Barnes is indeed looking like an all-star, and hopefully Scotty Barnes will be named a 2024 NBA all-star when it's all said and done. As you look at Scotty Barnes, guys, he has just been putting up solid numbers over the last little bit. Scotty Barnes coming off a great performance against the Denver Nuggets as he did his best to try to match Nikola Jokic's dominance as Scotty Barnes had 30 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. He had a sick quarterback-like pass through with his left hand, the length of the core, finding Siakam for the layup. I mean, that was Nikola Jokic-esque. And Barnes just continues to put it up and, and fill up the stat sheet. And I mean, this was coming off of another impressive performance, historic performance that he had against the Hornets. He had 22-17, which tied his career high in rebounds and seven assists, including three blocks in that one as Barnes became the first Raptors player in franchise history with 15 plus points, 15 plus rebounds, five plus assists, and three plus blocks in the game. So Scotty Barnes has proven it, guys. I mean, he looks like he is indeed the building block and the cornerstone of this franchise. It is clear as day. The way he has been playing, the way that he consistently has brought it, he was the only Raptors player in that Nuggets loss who brought it from start to finish. And to me, he looked like the only guy who actually wanted to compete out there and actually wanted to win. The only player that played with a sense of urgency. And look at his numbers. They don't lie. Scotty Barnes has been ridiculous over this last stretch of basketball. Dating back to the game against the Hornets, Barnes has scored 20 plus more now in six straight games. He had 31 against the Hornets, 10 and 10, obviously a triple-double, 26 and 5 against the Knicks, 27, 10 and 6 against the Hawks, 23, 4 and 8 against the Hawks, 22, 17 and 7 against the Hornets, and 30, 10 and 5 against the Nuggets. And we're not talking about Barnes putting up these numbers against one of the worst teams. The Denver Nuggets are still a bona fide championship contender. And Scotty Barnes did that in 33 minutes of action. Scotty Barnes for the season now, guys, averaging better than 20 points per game, 20.6 to be exact. 9.2 rebounds. He's almost a officially a double-double guy. 5.7 assists, 1.5 steals, 1.3 blocks on 49.4% shooting from the field and 38.1% shooting from three. And just for reference, he has bumped up that three-point percentage mark 10 points. I mean, Scotty Barnes was shooting at 28.1% a year ago. A season later, he's shooting it. 10 points better at 38.1%, which is, in fact, a career high. So Scotty Barnes is doing his part. And now the question will be, and something that is going to be something of interest for Raptors fans in the season that looks like it may very well be a lost season, is continuing to watch the growth and development of Scotty Barnes and seeing if he will indeed become an All-Star, a 2024 NBA All-Star, and be in that All-Star game in Indiana. And you look at what Barnes is going to have to go up against here. It's going to be tough for him to crack the starting lineup for the Eastern Conference just because 
the starters rely on votes. And, you know, when you look at the Eastern Conference, when it comes to the front court, you have Joel Embiid, who's obviously going to get a spot. Giannis Antetokounmpo is obviously going to get a spot as well. And I do think Jason Tatum is going to get that, that other front court spot. But when you look at the rest of the East, I think Scotty Barnes has a great chance to get in because when you look at the guys who he's going to be going up against for one of the spots, there's only going to be seven bench spots, so it is going to be tough. But, you know, Julius Randle, I'm having Barnes over him. Jalen Brown, Scotty Barnes have, has had a better season than Brown to this point. Bam Adebayo has been playing really well. He probably gets a spot. Paulo Franz, I think at least one of those guys are going to get a spot because they are going to have representation from Orlando since the Magic have been having a good season. And then Mikel Bridges. And then obviously Siakam is that in that equation as well, who Barnes definitely deserves a spot over. So here's going to be the tricky part. The starters are voted upon the fans. The bench players are agreed upon the coaches. And the one thing that could hurt Barnes's case here, the only thing isn't his production, is the fact that the Raptors stink. And that might hinder Barnes's chances. But if the coaches just strictly look at it from a talent perspective, production perspective, I mean, Barnes deserves one of those seven bench spots. So hopefully in the season that has been disastrous for the Toronto Raptors, there's one silver lining that comes from it, and that is Scotty Barnes being named a first-time All-Star. So we'll see what happens. But I tell you this, guys, if Scotty Barnes continues to play at this high of a level, it might not even matter what the Raptors' record is. you got to give this guy a spot just because of how good he has been. And other people are starting to take notice. Remember, ESPN analyst Kevin Pelton, he recently listed Scotty Barnes as a starter. So I do think, personally, Scotty Barnes gets in. And, you know, it, it, likely it will be as a bench player, but you just want to see Scotty Barnes at the All-Star game. That's the bottom line here. So you can continue to vote for Scotty Barnes. I have definitely been doing that. Go vote online. Send Scotty Barnes to the All-Star game. Fan voting is open. So, hell, I mean, we got an entire country here to vote for Barnes. If all of Canada comes together, they gather up enough votes. Barnes could, in fact, be in the starting lineup. So we will see how Barnes continues to look from here on out. But to this point, he has undoubtedly been an All-Star star caliber players so that is going to conclude today's show just wanted to end it with that scotty barnes being the bright spot in this mess that has been the raptor season but guys what are some of your takeaways from this raptor season what are some of your comments to some of the things that i mentioned in regards to the yaka Purtle trade do you think it's time the raptors change up the starting lineup and would you have scotty barnes as an all-star game starter or just on the all-star team in general let me know your full thoughts, guys. Again, be sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify. This podcast comes to you every Thursday. Drop a like over here on YouTube and subscribe to the channel. We're trying to hit 1K subs here on YouTube. So if you guys can help us hit that, that would be greatly appreciated. That is it for me. This is Lucas signing off. As always, thank you so much for watching. Until next time, stay safe.